Okay, some of you got upset with me suggesting that Trevor Etienne might be entering the transfer portal. He still might. Uh, we're going to talk about what Florida should do if he does enter the transfer portal here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Thursday, if you want to call it that. I am Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Twitter, X, whatever, WNS underscore Brandon. I know my written work with whole nine sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33. If you want insider news like my coaching hot lists or coordinator hires or transfer portal risks whatever it might be check out subtext links in the description below two weeks free five bucks a month after that and you get one-on-one conversation we got extra videos coming out once things slow down a tiny bit but uh yeah so yesterday's show we talked about trevor Etienne potentially hitting the transfer portal and i told you guys this is there's legitimate smoke about this that it's an NIL and wanting to win thing. Right? Nothing nothing that we could do at that point, right? Uh, and by we, I mean you and I. There's plenty that people in building can do, but may, maybe, maybe we'll talk about that later. But um, we talked about this yesterday, and there is legitimate smoke. Whether or not it actually happens, there's legitimate smoke for this. It's not a guarantee. But if he leaves, just... Don't be shocked if you've watched or listened to this. Uh, I also do like that yesterday there were a ton of comments that were just like, you guys in Florida media are just saying this for clicks. You got us. You got every single one of us. Every single Florida Gators media outlet on the same day, the same day decided to just run with the idea that Trevor Etienne might go to the transfer portal. You, you foiled our plan. Good job. Now, it's a legitimate thing. If Trevor Etienne leaves, again, and this is an NIL thing, it, it's college football, 2023, college athletics in 2023, because a lot of schools are willing to pay to get him there. Okay. Florida's still in it. There's a bidding war going on for him. If Trevor Etienne decides to leave, take whatever money that you were willing to give him, take whatever money you were willing to give Trevor Etienne and give it to Jordan Seaton, IMG offensive tackle, top offensive tackle in the class, and at least two transfer portal offensive linemen. Okay. I'm not saying to go get, get I mean, Smith jr. I'm, I'm not saying to do that. Um, Frankly, I don't know if there's a place for him to actually contribute. You couldn't at Stanford. I don't know what we're expecting there. But I'd give it to Jordan Seaton, a transportal offensive lineman. Okay? I think when you look at the running back room for next year, personally, I think Montreal Johnson's coming back. 
I think Montreal Johnson is coming back because he can actually improve his draft stock by doing so. Montreal had the most drops on the entire roster this year. Okay? Montreal had more drops than anybody. In the NFL, they're going to need you to be able to catch the ball reliably and consistently. So he can come back another year, prove, hey, I can catch the ball. I can be a reliable, a reliable pass catcher. He can come back with improved pass blocking, which he's improved upon significantly from last year to this year. Continue developing that. And if he can come back and show the explosive running that he exhibited in 2021 at Louisiana and 2022 with Florida, he hasn't had that too much in 2023. If you can show that in 2024, along with improved passing down ability, you're going to improve your draft stock. It's as simple as that. So there's a legitimate reason for Montreal to come back. So, and, and again, I think he does. I think that's a smart decision. I've, I've said about players whether or not I think it's a smart decision for them to come back. Montreal, I think it's a smart decision for him to come back. Especially if Trevor Etienne does leave and you go to Jordan Seaton and the transfer portal offensive lineman, you get a better line in front of Montreal Johnson. You get a better line in front of Trayon Webb, who just finished up his true freshman year. You get a better line from Cam Carroll, who transferred in from Tulane going into this year, blew out his knee before the season, and I'm, I'm, ex I'm expecting him to be back next year. And Kanan Daniels, a true freshman running back for next year, who's currently committed to the Florida Gators. I think that Jaden Ball will eventually be a part of this class as a running back. Uh, he's currently an Arkansas commit. So you get a better line in front of all of those guys. Production loss will be minimized. None of those guys are as good as Trevor Etienne. Okay? None of them. However, with a better offensive line in front of them, you can minimize the production loss from losing Trevor Etienne. A lot of what Trevor Etienne and Montreal Johnson did this year was after contact because of poor offensive line play. There were two offensive linemen on the team where I watched their season film and I go, you know what? I'm happy with what they put on film, and it's Jake Slaughter at center and Richie Guard and Richie Leonard at guard. Okay, that's it. The tackles were atrocious. Micah Mazuka underwhelmed, although I, I believe that that's partially because of the shoulder injury he had in spring, and I think it just messed with his technique a bit. Hopefully, if he does come back, hopefully there's more time for him to develop there. But I think if you can get a better line, not only do you help the run game by giving them better rushing lanes. You help the passing game by giving Graham Mertz, assuming he comes back, by giving whoever the quarterback is more time to throw, becoming less one-dimensional at times, and you get to always be a threat. Okay, Improve the offensive line if you lose Trevor Etienne. I know that there's going to be people going, get the best running back in, in the transfer portal. Go get me Jared Gibson. That's not going to solve an issue here. It's not. You're just putting another good running back behind a bad offensive line again. So if you lose Trevor Etienne, get replace that. Take that NIL money, give it to offensive alignment that can come in and help turn this program around and help kind of win those trench battles. You lost quite a few close games. You probably win those if you have better offensive line play. Simple as that. So get those guys, give, give them better rushing lanes, give, give again, 
whoever is in at quarterback, give him more time to throw the ball. I, I, I'm expecting to be Graham Mertz. If Graham Mertz doesn't come back, I fully expect Florida to reach back out to Max Brown and see if he's willing to remove his name from the transfer portal there. But I think looking at this, that's the way to go. If Trevor Etienne does leave, which again is a possibility, but not a, not a given, if he does leave, beef up the offensive line and still keep your offense churning. You can do it. You have to fix this offensive line, and it's going to be costly, and it's going to be hard, but you can fix it going into next year. Get at least one immediate starter quality tackle from the transfer portal. Get a second starter quality player that could either play right guard if Michael leaves, or right tackle, or left tackle, whatever. Open the competition. If Austin Barber can win a battle, he can win a battle, but his film this year was not good. Damian George's film was not good. If Michael Mazuka leaves the NFL, Damian George can try right guard, and I'm fine with that. Guard, or The guard spots are the least valuable ones on the offensive line here. Center, you have to handle so much with actually managing the offensive line. Tackles, you're put on an island in pass pro frequently. Okay? Guards, you can get double team help. There's plenty of assistance to go around. So, yes, it's not to diminish what they do out there. It's just to say, Damian George didn't work at tackle. He could work at guard. I still believe that. So, if that's where you go with it, that's where you go with it. We are about to talk about Max Brown, like I mentioned, because, yeah, Max is one of the players that has announced he's intending to hit the transfer portal. Before we talk about that, passion, drive, and patience, that's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the price you want, it's easy to turn your car to the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And like I mentioned in, in the last segment, Florida Gators quarterback Max Brown has announced his intention to enter the transfer portal. I know that when he came out with this announcement, and I'd like myself, and I mean many others that cover Florida, were like, okay, is this an indication that Graham Mertz is coming back for another year? I do think Graham comes back. I think it's reasonable to think he might go pro, but even then, I don't understand the logic there because for Graham, you, you can't transfer again, I'm pretty sure. I think he would have to wait a year because uh, I think he came to Florida as a grad transfer. So I think he'd have to wait another year for that. So don't think that's what's going to happen. You look at the NFL, he's he's not getting drafted. Simple as that. I do not think Graham Mertz would get drafted if he went to the NFL right now. It's not a knock on him. He played a great game this year. He he had a great season. When you look at the NFL draft, they're looking for big arms and mobility. They're looking for what Graham Mertz cannot bring to the table right now. 
Maybe he would have been a late day three pick, but guess what? He's one of the older quarterbacks around and he's not going to be able to participate in a lot of the pre-draft process. So I think Grammer should come back, get one more year starting, be, being the king of the castle here, and then go pro and make your swing there. So starting quarterback for 2024, I believe, will be Grammer. Okay? Starting quarterback for 2025, at the time now, DJ Lagway, right? 2024, one of the top quarterbacks in the class, going to, I'm going to assume, is going to be signing a letter of intent in a few weeks at this point. I say that because the Jaden Rashada stuff has scarred me permanently, and, and and that's what happens now. But DJ Lagway coming in, going to, it, like, if Graham Mertz doesn't come back, DJ Lagway is immediately the favorite to start in 2024. Although, Graham, if Graham doesn't come back, I would fully expect to go portal or you call max brown and say hey buddy you want to come back and be the starting quarterback and you take that swing but it does make sense for max brown for me like i like, i get it i hate it i think everybody that's watched this show or listened to this show for as long as you have if you've been here since i first took over the show then obviously you didn't hear me say this then but once max brown was an option for florida i was out there going yeah watching his tape I love what he can do. Very raw, but he's got all of the physical tools, the physical skill set to work and to be a very good quarterback here. Big arm, mobility. He's got the confidence to make any throw that you're going to ask him to make. Everybody knows I'm a Max Brown fan. If Graham Mertz does declare, I think you call Max and you say, hey man, come on back, be QB1. Then you can portal or you, I mean, at that point you could declare if you have a great year, but I wouldn't expect that. But then you can portal and you can do whatever. And DJ Lagway is probably going to be our starting quarterback in 2025. You can look at the other portal guys, not Riley Leonard, but Grayson McCall. You can look around there. So with, with Graham Mertz, the likely, again, I think Graham Mertz will come back. With Graham Mertz coming back, with DJ Lagway coming in and likely going to be the eventual QB1, like Graham Ertz returns as QB1, DJ Lagway eventual QB1. I understand Max Brown hitting the portal. There's simply put just not much upside for him in Gainesville if Graham comes back and DJ Lagway comes in. Because again, they're going to do the starting quarterback competition. It's always a competition, whatever you want to say. But realistically it would be Graham Mertz's job to lose, and he doesn't make enough mistakes to lose it. Then you go, hey, 2025, it's you versus Lagway, but Lagway, the staff is heavily invested, involved in him. Not that it would be a guaranteed, but I think, again, it would be DJ Lagway's job to lose. Makes it really understandable why Max Brown would leave. I do like that he got to put out some film against Missouri and Florida State, and again, he had some moments where they were great, some moments where they weren't so great. But, yeah, I, I think Max Brown to the portal sucks for people like me where like, we, we very much support him and we're big fans, but fully understand it. Uh, I wouldn't hate it if he went to Central Michigan. It, like I've, I've said this before. He was initially committed to Central Michigan under Jim McElwain. If he went back to Central Michigan, he's probably starting week one next year, and Central Michigan is 
probably competing for a MAC championship. They're probably in that. They're probably in that contender. Sorry, not not in the championship game because uh, you'd still have to go through my Toledo Rockets, right, Chris Clark? Yeah, you still got to do that one. Um, but you can you can be in the conversation there. And so I think the Max could do that. He could look for a, a Coastal Carolina where Grayson McCall just hit the transfer portal. He could go to Liberty where it's a very RPO stuff. There's a ton of options. Hell, he can go to Mississippi State and go to Jeff Levy's offense. Will Rogers just left. There's a million options here. But I, I think that, yeah, physical skill set, it sucks to lose that, but I fully understand why he would leave. I still think Florida goes to the transfer. Like, even if Grant Mertz comes back, I think Florida goes to the transfer portal just for an experienced backup. Just to go, hey, man, like, you have no, we're not anticipating you starting at all. But, you know, if we have Grant Mertz, DJ Lagway, who's next? Parker Lysey, who we, we've had him on the show before when he first committed to Florida to be a walk on. He came on the show and incredible football mind. But still no experience. So I think that if you're Florida, even if Grammarts does come back, you go into the transfer portal for a guy who's like willing to accept being a backup. And he's like, yeah, I'm just I'm just here to make relationships for, for, uh, for my coaching career and get another year of free college education. That's all I need. And there, there are guys like that. Don't ever get that twisted. So I, I could see that being the case with Florida, whether or not Graham Mertz comes back. But that's how I look at it now. And then also yesterday, another, I don't know. Yesterday was just like, oh, you like these players? They're leaving. Uh, Caleb Douglas hit the transfer portal as well. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, let me tell you guys about Prize Picks. Prize Picks has been the best way for me to make money playing daily fantasy sports this year. If you've got the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with a few easy taps and research. It's simple and easy to play with quick withdrawals, too. It's what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. So I will say this for last night. Last night was a great night. This has been a great week. Thank you very much to Cole Anthony, John Collins, Jalen Suggs, Derek Rose, and Franz Wagner for the free Money, it's it's been a good week. Go to prizepicks.com slash college. Use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Remember that PrizePix is daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And like I mentioned, Florida Gators wide receiver Caleb Douglas has entered the transfer portal. And I know that like I, I tweeted out that I was in shambles because again, if you've been listening to the show, you know, since he was an option for Florida, I've been a big fan of what Caleb Douglas brings to the table. Um, like from his high school days to his first two years at Florida sucks that this year he got injured. I was told that when, when Caleb Douglas got hurt, I was told a few weeks later that, if Florida plays in a bowl game, he can play in the bowl game. Or he can probably play in the bowl game. That obviously did not end up happening towards the end of the season. They didn't make a bowl game, and he was not eligible, or he wasn't healthy to play for the Florida State game. I also know that there are a lot of Florida Gators fans, when I said I'm in shambles, that they were just like, good, let him go. We didn't want him. Which is, maybe you didn't want him, but... Okay. 
Caleb Douglas and Khalil Jackson are the only proven jump ball guys on the roster. I think both of them, I think both of them would thrive in more vertical offenses than what Florida has right now. I think that's one of the reasons Caleb left. I think one of the reasons he left is because he's like, yeah, I'm I'm a vertical, just run straight, throw it up and let me win that. And Florida doesn't do that ever. So I get it. I think he and Khalil Jackson are the only proven jump ball guys on the roster. All of that being said, as to me saying, oh, that sucks that he's gone, like another good player that I like. This is another one where I understand him leaving. I also, I'm not mad about him leaving because I understand that Florida needs guys to leave. I, he wasn't pushed out, but Florida needs guys to leave. My understanding is that he wasn't pushed out, but they also didn't fight super hard to keep him. Yeah, I think part of that is because Billy Napier has proven already he prefers speedy, shifty guys. Doesn't necessarily want them to be short, but players who are fast and shifty generally tend to be shorter. That's clearly not 6'3", 200-pound Caleb Douglas. Right? We, we acknowledge that. I get it. It it makes especially it especially makes sense when you look at who's going to be playing wide receiver for the Florida Gators this coming season in 2024. Trey Wilson is probably going to be wearing number one and being the number one receiver. Andy Jean, expecting him to take a big step for Florida. Aiden Mizell, I'm curious to see what he becomes because he he's also tall, very, very fast. I'm just curious to see how he's going to handle contact at the SEC level consistently. Lil Jackson is coming back. Four guys already that we have high hopes for. Then you look at, yep, all the true freshmen that are going to be coming in at receiver. And right now, you're looking at Jeray Tank Hawkins, who he is like viciously twitchy. He's one of those guys where I've said, he doesn't remind me of Bo Jackson. Like I'm, I'm 27 years old. I'm not going to pretend that I was watching Bo Jackson, but Bo Jackson has a quote that says, "I raised their angles with acceleration, as in like like when they take a good angle. Well, I escalated by accelerating further and destroying your angle there. That's what Bo Jackson did. That's what plenty of guys have done. It's Percy Harvin, uh, Kadarius Tony's done that. Jure Hawkins does that." It's like you could be taking a good angle, and then he just kicks it into the next gear, and he's gone. You got TJ Abrams as well, and Isaiah Williams as well. You have three fast, shifty receivers all coming in. And I fully expect Florida to still bring in someone from the transfer portal at receiver. You put all that together, it's a very, very crowded wide receiver room. If you're Caleb Douglas and you're the odd man out, you're you're the outlier. You and you and Khalil Jackson are the big vertical jump ball receivers. That's not Billy Napier's style. He's clearly trying to get as fast as humanly possible. I get wanting to leave. I get going. You know what? I'm not guaranteed playing time or a starting spot or anything like that. I'll try my hand elsewhere. I understand it. He's not someone that I think. He, and again, this is coming from someone who is a a big Caleb Douglas fan. He's not someone I think you have to go, the sky's falling, or 
uh, he's going to go somewhere else and succeed. Even if he does, don't be mad because this is a logical move. And I highly, highly doubt it's the last move at receiver for someone leaving. Hell, it wouldn't shock me if we saw three or four more departures in the receiver room. Truly, wouldn't shock me at all. So you, you can see that. I think that with it's going to be young next year receiver, but they can maybe make up for it as actual ball carriers where maybe technically they're not going to be the most technically sound guys, but once you put the ball in their hands, they're it's going to be a group of guys who could take it to the house every single time. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, it just sucks that, of course, my favorite players are leaving. That's always fun, right? Thanks for bringing Lockdown Gators, your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football and whatever news is available for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33, and I will see you all tomorrow.